Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Hot Chocolate Media's Movie Machine Podcast. I am graced in the presence of three industry giants today. And based on a random plot point I'm given via the magic of the internet, they will be crafting a movie for you today. I'm joined by Alex Jeffrey, our writer, who is Billy Bob Thornton's vocal coach on Sling Blade. All right. And I have Jacob Gulliver, who is the art director on season four of MTV's Cribs. Okay. And finally, Excellent. Ben... Listen, our producer, who was the diaper wrangler on Three Men and a Baby. That's where I got my start. <laughs> so today's theme, the theme of the story is epic conflict. The main character is an unhappy bandit, and the start of the story is a critical injury. The end of the story, premonition. If you need me to repeat that, let me know. We'll start with our writer... Alex Jeffrey today. Okay. So, obviously, it needs to start with this unhappy bandit who can be just in the vein of Ennio Morricone's greatest protagonists. He has no true name, merely a series of identities that he adopts throughout the, se- the film. And it isn't he who is injured, but his dear companion who gets shot in the middle of this grand conflict that is larger than he is, but um, he just happens to be passing through, you know, two men, or two people, doesn't even have to be men. We don't even know what their genders are yet. Two people just trying to make their way in the world that's gone completely insane. And um, his, or the companion is injured, and so they have to go and hit, uh, could be a robbery film of some kind. Probably one of the warring factions has some magic medicine or something that can heal their companion, and so they have to assemble a team of dropouts and lowlifes and ne'er-do-wells in order to help them pull off this big job, and then, um... After they pull it off, they can heal their comrade, but it has some supernatural elements because upon healing their comrade, they're visited by a vision of what they have done here will completely change the course of the conflict. Um, Thinking the setting could be somewhat similar to maybe Stephen King's Dark Tower, where it's vaguely Western, but also slightly magical and weird technology and stuff because I mean people have seen westerns we've seen uh, we've seen steampunk we've seen high fantasy have we ever actually tried to combine those on screen before so hmm do you have a name for your movie yes uh, the name for this movie 
is well, since it be, okay, so it's a train robbery, so it'll be ties of blood. All right, all right. So, director, you have your <coughs> script, ties of blood. What do you do with it? Okay, yeah, um, I like the idea of sort of like an alt history or alternate reality where we have you know pseudo western with a little bit of supernatural elements. Um, I think that you know we've we've seen a little bit in the of the past. It hasn't worked out super great. Um, so I kind of want to stick closer to the the reality of the situation. We don't want to lose too much of the the characters involved. We want to see them develop and get. You know, we want to you know be able to to jump in and be right there with these characters throughout the the process. So I think um, if this character's been you know wandering for a while or you know assuming various identities, moving along, having you know coming upon somebody that you know they care about or you know they actually get attached to, uh, is a really great you know incentivizer for the beginning of that movie. And if shortly after you know they establish that connection. Maybe this character runs into a, like a, a psychic, or you know somebody who claims maybe like a Native American shaman or something like that, and they tell him, you know, this character is going to die unless you you know do this specific thing. You 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 step up and fight when you're needed. The time is the time has come. That's like that'll get you your big epic conflict right away, and then we can have like a really cool, exciting. Um, you know, old school battle scene with lots of, you know, um, you know, smoking pistols and cannons and, you know, cavalry sabers and stuff like that. That'll just, that'll sell like hotcakes. So I want like, I'm seeing we begin and it's like small and it's sort of like the very lone, you know, character and then he progressively gets bigger and bigger and bigger and he feels like he's drawn in. So we get the unwilling hero at the beginning, and he's learning, and it slowly becomes this bigger western, and we get some of these supernatural elements, and it just grows and grows and grows until it's exponentially bigger. Um, <clears throat> we have these the robbery, and he accumulates, you know, more followers and things, and then at the end, you know, he can realize this is like the value of of society. This is, you know, I was alone for so long, but now I've got like this whole crew, and we're making a difference, and we're changing things. Um, it's not just about me, it's about my community, it's about my people, and it's about this, this epic conflict. And uh, I don't know exactly what we want for that the, you know, epic conflict at the end, um, you know, but we definitely need a, a villain of some kind. I'm thinking like, uh, <clears throat> so our, our main character, um, I got a cast with somebody kind of stoic. Um, I'm thinking maybe... Where I want to put in that that role. Uh, let's let's think outside the box. I'm gonna cast Don Cheadle for this one. That that adds a whole other implication, like why he's a loner, why he's you know doing all these different things. Um, maybe give him some sidekicks. Um, yeah, but anyways, I gotta see my time here. All right, so producer, you got Ties of Blood mm. starring Don Cheadle, a fantasy western heist film. What do you think? Well, What's like, the budget? Well, uh, I'll get to that in a second. Um, I really, well, first off, let me say I like this idea. Um, I'm just sort of thinking it from a marketing standpoint, just because with it, with Western um, magic not super um, used lately, we have to be careful. Um, 
I mean, I think that we can definitely pull in some of the Mad Max crowd, sort of show, like, you know, desert, world gone mad sort of thing. Um, you know, maybe if we gave all the people sort of weird quirks, you know what I'm saying? I think that could really um, get mimetic, as the kids say today, and um, really, you know, sort of sh show how different things uh, are there. Um, I'm going to have to say no on uh, Native American Shaman for the mystical character. Um, uh, recently, I think people are still thinking about Lone Ranger. Uh, that didn't do too well, and that was like a big... Uh, you know, I don't think he had magic powers, but they played him as if, like, the mystic, you know, kung fu guy. Um, so I wouldn't do that. Uh, um, now, funny story on budget. So, you know, I'm thinking, unfortunately, I couldn't really get much more than 40 mil. But then, um, so Will Smith saw the script, and, um, you know, after After Earth, he's trying a second time to get Jaden Smith a star. So if you could give him a good part in it, like maybe The Companion or... You know, um, I think we could get an extra 30 from him um, and get some box office there. Um, you know, if you gave him the companion, he could spend most of the movie injured anyway, so you don't have to worry too much about his acting. Uh, don't tell him I said that. Um, but yeah, no, I think uh, Western magic, um, bringing some Star Wars crowd too, um, that's become a hot property. Um, become. <laughs> um, and um, yeah, I really think you just got to play up what their heist is. Um, right now it just sort of sounds like, you know, they event, they get together and then they finally find a heist. I think what the heist is needs to be explicit from the very beginning, you know? Like, the one job or, um, you know, they're transporting, I don't know, like, combined westerns, like, I don't know if they transported back then, like, ice or whatever, and but make it magic ice, I don't know. Like, if you can, if you can put magic into western stuff whenever you can, I think that'll always uh, give a good um, thing on that. Um, and yeah, um, definitely, I still want a shaman-like character, but he can't be a shaman, if you get what I'm saying. Like, you know, you can make him a wizard archetype, a, um, you know, people like wizards, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, you can be creative with that. And, uh, yeah, so it's 40 mil, unless you can work James Smith into a good part, <coughs> in which case he'll get 70 mil. Alright, our writer, so our producer has spoken. If you can worm Jane Smith into a role that pleases the Smith family, you get an extra thirty million dollar budget. You need a specific heist. What All right, for us. Okay, so this heist will be an act of vengeance by Don Cheadle's character against you know in the West there were the robber barons, you know the big train barons, people like that. So I'm thinking we have you know. His town was completely wiped out to make room for this gigantic thundering railway that's splitting whatever country they live in in half. And so he's assembling, you know, freedom fighters and all these other people. It could even be like, I don't know, almost an Ocean's Eleven movie where the build-up to the heist is the first thing. Anyway, the heist will be he's moving himself and a lot of his personal possessions and even some artifacts, magic artifacts that will, you know, save the life of the injured companion, um, which were also stolen probably from our wizard character who now has motivation to get them back. So they need to steal all this money, all this property. It'll be the big score that'll finally enable them all to retire so they can just, you know, flee to some island in Bermuda somewhere and just live the rest of their life in ease and comfort. Now I'm thinking Jaden Smith 
he can be the actual wizard character, and he'll be a young trainee wizard. You know, his family used to be really big in the wizarding world, but then they were killed and murdered by this robber baron, which is how he gets in with the gang. And, you know, he's got to steal back his family artifacts from the train. (laughs) And, um... (laughs) Go ahead. I'm just crossing crap out. (laughs) Okay, so Jaden Smith will be our wizard. Um, We'll need to have some, you know, hard-bitten, grizzled guys, um... Let's see who. Um, also, at some point, there needs to be like a big battle where, because you know it's the epic conflict, there's a war going on. There should be like a big three-way fight on the train as another army, atta- the actual enemy army, attacks the train, and you know the heist guys have to not only fight off the train guards but also the giant attacking army that's also trying to kill them, who's. <laughs> Oh boy. So this giant legion is attacking them, and there can also be, you know, I'm. I realize this is directorial thing, but I'm also picturing Jaden Smith in a duster that's also a wizard robe. All right. But, anything else? Um. No, I believe that is it. All right. So, director, you got an extra thirty million dollars, but in exchange for that thirty million, you got the wizard, Jaden Smith. Okay. Um, so here's what I'm going to do with that. Um, Jaden Smith gets his, his wizarding abilities from uh, a spiritual journey that he went on. His character was trying to initially steal back these, these things that were his family by himself. Uh, and the regional authority, who have a, a figurehead in Vinnie Jones, he's their sort of um, you know, bad guy who roams around and, and you know, makes sure that all the, the settlers are are paying all their taxes and are, are doing all the things that the government wants them to do. Um, and so he's uh, he's dragged behind a horse out into the desert uh, and left to die, essentially. Um, and in his, you know, journey, his, like, altered state of consciousness from, you know, heat stroke in the desert, trying to make his way back to town, he develops this, you know, connection to realms unknown. Uh, the, the process has also left him a mute, so uh, he can only communicate through writing and through symbology. So he's going to be the you know and this, facial expression. Yeah. So he's going to have like cool hand gestures or like write symbols. You know, have carry parchment or you know pieces of paper around with him. Uh, I think that Don Cheadle is going to team up with uh, the local sheriffs. This will be the third faction. Uh, will be played by Wes Studi. He's a fantastic Native American actor. Um, <coughs> And they will be doing, um, basically, he's sort of, you know, disenfranchised with the, you know, regional authority, and together they kind of band together this group of people to go on this, this giant train robbery and take the, the man of this picture, you know, take everything back. So we've got the loner, and he, like, figures out, the big message is he, like, figures out, I need this community, you know, everybody's got, coming from a different place, but we all have the same, you know, ultimate goal. Um, this will be kind of, you know, a... Not really political statement, but like a you know minor anti-authority statement where we're they're trying to um, you know express that you know not not everything that you do you know that your government or your your business or your authority will do is always correct or best for the people. 
So it's kind of this, this pseudo-revolution. I think the uh, the robbery has to be very exciting. So since we've got these three factions, we have the authorities coming in, led by Vinnie Jones, and they're arriving on horseback um, and then trying to leap onto the train. You mentioned Mad Max earlier. I love that idea. We can definitely get in some like kooky Wild West tech stuff where they're like, leaping in <clears throat> onto the top of the train. Um, and then I think uh, Don Cheadle and West Studi should be making their way through the train. So they're, they're each coming from, you know, one end of the train, and they're both trying to progress through towards the middle. Um, and Jaden Smith is um, with the actual cargo that they're trying to get out. Um, so he's kind of like our, our pathway into seeing where everybody is. He's like having these little visions and things of everybody. So I think that conflict would be very exciting and, and really big, really fun action piece. All right, producer, you've got Jaden Smith, <coughs> the, the writer and director, and have wedged him into the script. So you can pitch Will this script. I already have, and he and, gave me some notes. Oh. Um, I heard some of them. He gave me some more notes. Um, so I'll, I'll just do the elephant in the room, okay? So um, so Will Smith, um, or Jaden you know, he wants, if he's going to use, because I assume he's only going to use magic. If he's going to use magic, he wants it to be, like, more physical, badass sort of magic. So, like, you know, maybe he needs to do, like, flips or whatever, or, you know, really cool choreography in order to cast magic. I mean, that's, because um, he just thinks that just him waving his hand would be too boring. Um, and Will wants to show off his kid's acrobats. Ticks. Um, he, they're really on the fence about Jane being mute. Um <laughs> Um, just, on one hand, they like they believe that Jaden can really pull that off, but on the other hand, they really want to show that Jaden's like um, various. I don't know if you're going to be doing accents, you know, old west sort of thing, but you know, just the range that he can do. Um, one idea might be that he's mute. That Will gave, which he thought was a good compromise, is that he's mute for most of the movie, but maybe you'll hear recordings from when he could talk, um, and that will also give us more control because we're just getting the VO. We can just be like, no, Jaden. Don't, don't do that, you know, sort of thing, which would be harder to do on set. Um, one, so that's the Will Smith issue. Um, the other ones are pretty minor, um, involving wardrobe and stuff. You don't need to worry about that. I'll tell the others. But um, one little problem I've seen is just the script, it, the action is all like sort of, it's a lot of buildup, and it's all sort of based around the big heist, which is good that you should build up to it, but I feel like you need to add like a mini heist in there somewhere. You know, like maybe they need to do a practice or like rob a bank or maybe they need to, uh, Will, one idea Will had was an action scene where they have to rescue Jaden. Like maybe he's about to be executed or whatever and, you know, they're, they have to break into the jail to rescue Jaden. And then it turns out Jaden could have escaped anyway, but, you know, that's how they make their escape. You know, um, Will doesn't want him to look too helpless. But, uh, yeah, no, that's, I think we're really... Um, this is a really fresh idea. Um, I think you did a really good job of, you know, pleasing uh, the 30 million guy who's giving us money. Um, I think, uh, yeah, no, I mean, that's that's my big thing personally, is that we just need to have a smaller action scene somewhere in there. Um, maybe a training scene, you know, to just sort of, and obviously make the train heist the big climax, obviously, but... Just something, you know, just to make people not get bored. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I got. All right. So now we're just the point in the show where I, the moderator, 
will determine how, in its current state, Ties of Blood would perform in the box office. So to summarize up, we have the film Ties of Blood, a mystical Western action heist film starring Don Cheadle, the one guy I don't West remember. West Duty. And of course, the incomparable Jane Smith, playing a mute, which was... I think that might have been the key there, was making him mute. So we don't actually have to hear his insanity spout from his mouth or his lack of acting skill. Um, I think that might be the biggest thing. Uh, otherwise, pardon the pun, this might be a train wreck of a movie. Uh, <laughs> I do think there will be a little bit of turnoff to Jaden Smith. I think he's more universally hated than enjoyed. Uh, but this is also taking on kind of the Snowpiercer route as well as fighting their way through a train, but from two separate ends. And, and then uh, the action pieces. Vinnie Jones is the villain casting. I mean, he just play, always plays a proper bastard, so that's that can't go wrong with Vinnie Jones. Uh, you know, maybe maybe you can get Guy Ritchie to direct a couple action scenes for you, then have you know. Just throw all the big names to try and get people in the theater and maybe increase the British market. But as it stands without those changes, I think you got a good, good cast, even with the weakest link being Jane Smith, but you've muted him and you made him a wizard. Uh, and you know, people love Serenity, kind of. I mean, it's cult-like, it didn't make much money, but you know, I got that for it. It's got a Seven Samurai, kind of Ocean's Eleven, theme and people consider those to be good movies so I, you know this movie probably eclipses 120 150 million box office uh it's probably the number one film for one weekend and then lingers in the top 10 for another three or four weeks and then a few people remember it being okay and buying the blu-ray six months later so that's, that's what i got for you so based on that you got uh two minutes to make reflections and last minute changes based on that feedback so starting with our writer. I feel like my primary concern here is that when we added in the second, <coughs> or the first rather, action scene, the small one, I feel like it was almost bloating the script because I feel like the scale almost got away from us in a way. Um, but other than that, I'm actually happy with how this turned out. I mean, it's a... I set out to create a big rip-snorting action movie, and that's what I got. I mean, yes, we had Jaden Smith, but I think we actually managed to create a piece that played to his strength. Which was being human? Yes. <laughs> Which was being a person in a place. <laughs> and by God, I think he sold it. He was exactly what I envisioned from his character. In a wizard duster. Yes. I mean, that mental image alone just sells the movie to me. And we can come up with a music video called I Wave My Wand Back and Forth. <laughs> God damn it, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I meant a wizard's wand, you goddamn perverts. you have anything else, Ryder? Any other reflections, thoughts? Um, not really from me. I am legitimately pleased with our product. Excellent. Director. So I've got a couple ideas that we can do to kind of like fill it out or to like, you know, cement the, you know, the important impactful moments. I think the, you know, the the inciting event for everybody like figuring out where they stand morality-wise and like, you know, opinion-wise 
is you know him uh, is, is Jaden's character attempting to steal and then getting dragged out in the desert. Maybe West Studi is ordered to do it by Vinnie Jones, and he he does not do it. So Vinnie does it and drags him way out there. He eventually finds his way back to town, and West Studi makes the choice to throw him in jail instead of um, you know kill him on the spot or you know to do something brutal like what Vinnie would have done. Um, and then when he wakes up, when he's you know back to full strength, he tries to break out using his magic. So he gets like a cool little action moment there. So like we, he can like burst the doors open or to the jail or something, and then start to come out. And then um, you know the whole area is surrounded, and that's when the uh, Don Cheadle's character comes in and tries to like assist, and eventually like diffuses the situation before like there can be a whole bunch of murder. And then Vinnie Jones roars back to town. They've already left. Because they've already decided they're going to do this whole, like, train adventure thing. So I think we can learn a little bit about those characters. We can figure out, like, you know, here's where they're coming from. Here's where they they ended up. <coughs> and here's the journey that they all go on together. Um, I think it's important that one of them dies at the end. And I think it's Don Cheadle. Um, because once he learns that lesson, then he no longer needs to drift. He's found a place that he can rest, both in metaphor and in reality. Okay, that's from our writer, reflections producer. What are your reflections of Ty's director, Kyle? Director, I'm sorry. What are the What are your reflections of Ties of Blood? Yeah, no, I'm I'm really happy with how the movie went. Um, I think marketing wise, I made asking the trailer boys to show at least Jane Smith being injured a few times, so at least we can get the haters there too. Um, so that should be good. Um, the, the character dying at the end, um, if I, if, could you make it a way that he probably died, but, you know, if we made a sequel, he could theoretically still be alive? You know, just, you know, like, no one found the body sort of deal, you know? He could be a ghost mentor. Yeah. Oh, well, 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 hmm. Actually, that's not a bad idea. I'll, I'll pitch it around. Or a zombie mentor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the fam, the Will, the Smith family really liked it. Um, they showed it at their house. So, uh, good job there. You... Got me up a little bit on the totem pole, which I appreciate. Um, he suggested if it'd be possible for a prequel with him, but let's not talk about that right now. Just out of curiosity, was that totem pole a literal totem pole that they made you climb for, for their amusement? Uh, I have a non-disclosure pact, so I can't right. talk about that. It's a that. Scientology thing. Don't. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think um, definitely pulled in a lot of good markets. Star Wars, Mad Max market, uh, biggest films of last year, and um, yeah, you made it all work, so I really don't have many notes. Alright, well there you have it, that's Ties of Blood from our outstanding crack team today. It's a $150 million gross box office film that a few people bought DVDs of and occasionally watched like, that was a pretty cool movie, even with Jaden Smith in it. And with that, I leave you with our fury finisher. It's sweet and creamy meets hot and dreamy. Goodbye, everyone.